David, I love that candle you're burning. You seem to always have a great candle burning. I am very aware of how room smells. When you've spent over a decade with a 75 pound Labrador retriever and two teenage boys, you start to worry that your house smells like the inside of a gym bag. I would imagine so. You know what I wish we'd had for the last decade? What? That Puro Air Purifier we now own and use all the time. I love my Puro Air too. Did you know that indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? Yes, I lived with two teenage boys. I can 100% testify <laughs> to that. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Gases from a preteen boy? <laughs> I'm dreading when my nephews start making those gases. Just you wait. Thankfully, Puro Air uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Thanks to my Puro Air Purifier, I feel like I can breathe again. Check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Check it out now. Hey friends, welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. And I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you joined us for this conversation. Let's dive in. Laura Hunter is a mother of five, a pediatric nurse with over 25 years of experience, an entrepreneur an author, public speaker, and a highly sought-after infant care consultant who has an international following. But there's one common passion for all the areas of Laura's life, her desire to inspire and encourage parents. Jennifer Walker has multiple roles, wife, mother of three, pediatric nurse, public speaker, infant and toddler care consultant, and author. Jennifer has over 25 years of pediatric nursing experience and has a heart to equip parents with practical advice and inspiration for the joys and challenges of parenthood. Together, you may know them as Moms on Call. They have helped over 1 million parents and this aunt through the early years of parenting. David, do you know how excited I am about this podcast episode? Both of us. Oh, I'm losing my mind to get to talk, Laura and Jennifer, to the two of you. I mean, losing my mind. I feel really just starstruck by you two because you have changed my life in the last four years. I'm an aunt of a four-year-old and a 19-month-old. And literally, every time I'm with those little guys... I get the mom's on call schedule. <laughs> and when I don't get it, I mean, when I keep them overnight, especially, I think I've texted my sister six different times to say, please send me the schedule. Please send me the schedule. I don't know when I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. I mean, y'all really, <laughs> I'm so grateful for your work and so excited. And David, I ran over you because I know you're grateful for their work. <laughs> I am. And I'm wishing I had had your work on hand and known about you when I my kids were little, that this was in existence at that point, because we laughed before we started recording and said, we talk about the two of you all the time. We're just so happy we get to talk with you today. We're yes. such fans of what you do. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having us. I mean, we were, you know, we got that message, I think, through Instagram or something. And yes. Kayla's like, oh my gosh, you've got to, you know, you got to, you got to respond back. You got to do it, you know? And, and I'm like, yes, hello. Yes. Will we do it? We would love the opportunity uh, to get before your sweet parents and, and really just talk about the reality of this crazy world we live in. Right. And, and so we were so excited. And Jennifer, like she had said earlier, before we got on, we, you know, I schedule these things and I forget to tell everybody. <laughs> and so on Wednesday, our staff meeting, I was like, Oh, and I, you know, I think we've got to do this podcast with Sissy Goff on uh, Friday. And I mean, you would have thought Morgan, I mean, she's like, when did that happen? You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, God, to tell everybody. And just what we know, you guys 
put out in the world that is so incredibly helpful for parents. And so all of the wonderful things that you say, Laura and I still kind of feel like we wrote a little pamphlet <laughs> uh, for a few friends. No. <laughs> and, um, and so it's always so amazing to us, but to be able to be seated um, in this arena and to have a voice to this emerging group of parents and um, to do that together with the likes of, of you is just such an incredible privilege. So thank you for having us. Well, we certainly feel that way. And we want to talk a lot about Moms on Call. Before we do, you have unique experiences that you're bringing into that of how it even got started. So will you tell us each a little bit about yourself and how you found your way to this amazing work you're doing? I almost feel like, yeah, like I'll introduce Laura and Laura introduced me <laughs> and let's see if we, if we can do this because we've been friends for what, 27 wow. years. Y'all, that's yeah. so cool. I've seen all of her kids through childhood. I saw the last one we call Little Handsome, literally plucked from the world. Oh, wow. And so we've just had this great adventure together. Mm. But if I could introduce you to my friend, Laura. I would say she is one of the most extraordinary and helpful people. And long ago, when we were pediatric nurses together, we had twins a year apart. I had mine first. She had her second. Um, both such a surprise. I remember when you came back where we worked at the pediatrician's office and you came back after having that ultrasound. And um, just starstruck, as many are when they get that news that you're going to get more than you can handle. And... Um, or you think that you can. And uh, and I remember that we encouraged e each other through that season of having so many littles. And um, and she has such an extraordinary voice for encouragement and works harder than any other person I've ever known to uh, provide really clear advice. She drugged me kicking and screaming through the beginning of going out. I'm more the writer. I was just like, yeah, I'll just be behind the scenes. And she was just like, let's go take information to the households of parents who, um, you know, just don't know what to do with fussy babies. We were on-call nurses, um, on-call 90 hours a week. And we had so many of the same questions over and over. And you know, we just decided we were going to go into the homes and see if we couldn't sit down with parents, look them in the eyes, help them to figure out how this looks in their household. And Laura, of course, was the brave, confident one that did it first. You remember, we thought we should give our first consults like a refund. For <laughs> oh, was so bad. Oh, that's so good. I felt that way as a therapist. I wish I could give my first people refunds <laughs> right, too. Like, that's so good. Like we keep, we just get better and better, right? Yes. And, and, and that was so sweet, Jennifer. I love you so much. Oh, and that's man. why we're friends. I, <laughs> that's why. All the time. And yes, all the things that we've done that together. We're yeah. friends. And Jennifer, I will tell you, you know, she was the one that as I'm, you know, my eyes are wide open, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have two babies. Wait, this is how does this work? Because I've got two older children and my husband travels. And and she was the one who's like, OK. She is so calm, right? She is able to say this. We're just going to do the next best thing. You've got this, right? That was, she was so confident even way back then. And, and that is really what spoke most into how I do this parenting thing was always that voice that Jennifer had that was able to like, okay, take a breath. We're going to get through this together and you've got this. And. When we started Mom's on Call, and, and it was, it was just a folder that we printed off of the computer and began going into the home saying, look, we're just going to come out, tell you a few of those basic things, right? Like how to clip nails and put a diaper on because yes. it, it, it's a lot harder than you think it is mm. to keep everything on the inside. And, uh, you know, and we thought, oh, we're just going to do these basic day-to-day -day things. And oh, by the way, you know, let's start with this routine and we can talk about feedings because, you know, every household was different, right? And so we were able to kind of walk that out alongside our families. And it didn't take long before we were like, okay, wait, yeah, Jennifer, you have to start doing consults because 
there were too many to do just myself. And so I, yes, I drug her kicking and screaming to those first consults and it was, and I loved it. You loved it so much. And they were just, I still talk too much, but it I was, love it. yes. Yeah. Her, my consults in home consults are about an hour and a half. Jennifer's may be like four, five <laughs> hours. <laughs> just, just moving in. Just going to spend the night. It's fine. It is fine. <laughs> and so it's wow. just been such an incredible adventure together as we've walked through from it being a folder to me going and doing a consult for Kenny Rogers and he, cause he lived here wow. in Atlanta. And when I got ready to leave his house, he was flipping through that folder and he's like, it's not copyrighted. It'll be copyrighted tomorrow morning. Cause we didn't know it was just a folder we were printing off of our computer. And uh, he says, it'll be copyrighted tomorrow. And, and his attorneys from Nashville were calling the next morning and, no. and he said, Laurie said, Laurie, you've got something here. Send this folder to a self-publishing company. It'll cost you a couple thousand bucks. You can't hit a bullseye if you don't throw a few darts. That was his, you know, and wow. I was just like, wait, what? you know, and right. that's what we did. That, you know, we threw a few darts. We threw some and now darts. Those darts landed in <laughs> podcasting apps online classes, the three book series. We have beautiful Instagram. You may have heard Laura mention Kayla earlier. That's her daughter who who manages our Instagram so beautifully in, in social media mm -hmm. outlets. We have been on the biggest adventure and our faith has played such a huge role in just being able to sustain us through what all of that requires while we still raised my three boys, wonderful, my wonderful kids. boys. And now I have a girl oh, married yeah. in. And you have five, but I always said you had six. And now six. we got Evan. Now you have six. Now we have got seven. One boy so it is so, so much fun. And yeah. it has been an adventure. I, I was doing a consult, a virtual consult, two, two weeks ago. And I'm sitting there, and this mom is in Kuwait. And so we're doing this wow. virtual consult with a mom in Kuwait who has got this beautiful five-month-old baby. And I'm sitting there like gets to do this. He gets to say that this is their job, right? And, and you know, just the fact that, yes, we have Kayla and we have Olivia who does an incredible job at answering every single question that comes into that website. She is walking wow. alongside these families to get them to the right information. And then our consultant network, we have like 10 consultants across the country that are just walking out life step by step with the families. And then we mm. talked about Morgan a little bit and, and how she is just, of course, over the moon. But we we got Morgan and, and, and like we really got her like we it, it was incredible. God led her to write us a letter. I had done consults with her when her kids were little and she just wrote a random letter like, look, if y'all ever need anybody with these skill sets. And I was like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Can you do all the stuff we don't know how to do that they didn't teach us in nursing schools? <laughs> we can serve these families with every digital um, resource that has come our way, like at record speed. Yes, yes we'd like it. We want encouragement. We want truth out mm. there as fast as we can get it out there. And she did it so beautifully. beautifully. It was, it's yeah. just crazy. So, yes, yeah, so eight kids between us, all kinds of situations. We will often say hindsight's 2020, right? Like you can, can think, oh, well, I know this and I've got that. But until you walk it out, you really don't realize. Why? Why? And, you know, I, I have five kids, so I have nursed. I nursed and did bottles. My twins were 31-week preemie twins. I did formula only with the last one because he wasn't even supposed to be here. So. <laughs> That's a whole story by itself. That is a cautionary tale. A cautionary <laughs> tale, for sure, for sure, you know. And uh, and we wouldn't have it any other way now, right? Uh, little Handsome is truly Little Handsome. But he did formula only. So, you know, and, and Jennifer did the same thing with her feeding journey. And there's mm -hmm. just something about me walking in to a parent's house and they're just doing bottles because they just couldn't handle the stress that they were under. And me to look at that sweet mama and say, honey, 
the way we feed our kids is not near as important as the heart of the one who's doing the feeding. Mm -hmm. And you just watch the shoulders relax and the tears fall like Mm -hmm. they just needed permission to be Uh like, no, we got this. We're going to be great. Right. But I've walked that out. And, you know, Jennifer and I having each a set of twins, you know, we couldn't go into the house of parents with twins and act like we had a clue if we hadn't walked that out step by step. And Mm. it's, it's just been so much fun. And we, we just can't wait to see what the next adventure Mm. brings. You all, (laughs) you will likely never know the Uh, scope of your impact and, and that every parent listening right now, you know, every parent on the planet, you know, that common denominator being that you were handed a child at some point, either through birth or through adoption. And you thought, I have no idea what I'm doing. What Mm. if I mess this up? Like everyone's had that moment. And the fact that you all would step in with not just the skill set, but your presence in those ways that I know has spilled into all of your different offerings and resources that you just will never know the the scope of that and and it makes me so curious when when did that start like when was the pamphlet when you think back to the very beginning what was the origin point Sissy, I loved seeing your pictures from the weekend at the lake house with your college friends. We had the best time. I could tell. We laughed harder than I have laughed in a long time. Good for you. That photo of us out on the porch is thanks to the great folks at Home Threads. We love our new porch furniture. It's so comfortable, functional, and looks incredible. We have loved our Home Thread purchases as well. I feel like I'm staying in a swanky hotel every time I use our new towels. Connie bought them for when we have guests, and I proceeded to use them for myself. So we had to buy more. (laughs) Parents, are you ready to transform your home into a haven for your growing family? Look no further than Home Threads, your destination for stylish and functional furniture that's perfect for raising boys and girls. At HomeThreads.com, discover a curated collection of furniture designed with your family in mind. From durable bunk beds to versatile storage solutions, our pieces are as resilient as your little adventures and always at the best value. I need a lot of durable furniture when it comes to my little nephews. Yes, you do. Create a space where memories are made and imaginations run wild. Go to homethreads.com RBG and get 15% off your first order. Home Threads, shop today and love where you live. Sissy, I have a question for you. Queso or guac? Well, I'm used to us asking that question, but not answering it. But I think I would choose queso. How would you feel about queso being central to your dinner tonight? Oh, I love that plan. Thanks to one of our sponsors, that can be your reality. Factor is helping me make red pepper queso chicken tonight. That sounds amazing. I love Factor. I just made a green chili pork and pico de gallo bowl. Did it bowl you over? (laughs) It did. (laughs) With Factor, you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash rbg50 and use code rbg50 to get 50% off. 
That's code RBG50 at factormeals.com slash RBG50 to get 50% off. So Brent will be 21 in April. And so he was a couple of weeks old when our boss said, hey, y'all need to start seeing our new families. So they're not calling you guys at two o'clock in the morning and you're not, you know, they're not coming in here unnecessarily. And and that's when it started. So almost 21 years ago, can't possibly be true, right? (laughs) Uh, It was one of the first resources actually that was written from the perspective of moms. And we had these DVDs. We're like, it just we have to show them what to do. So we had these DVDs that we would actually stick in the back of the original books that we do in our basement. Oh We'd stick them in when the kids got old oh enough. Feels. They stuck them in. They did the shipping. They were all a part of getting these all across the world. And we were just so surprised when you say that. You know, we we sent resources to what? The United Arab Emirates one time. We're just in our basement going, what? <laughs> How does this even happen? I don't even... It just blows our, mm. our our socks off every time, and um, and it's so much fun. And I, when you say that, it's so humbling. And what we want to do is we want to steward that responsibility well. And every Laura was talking about Olivia, who is our front line in being able to interact with those different questions that come about our resources or where can I find this or I'm frustrated by that. And just to have that heart that every touch point that we have at Moms on Call, that mom, that dad, that caregiver, that they know, one, that they matter, that they know, two, we have something that will help them have that way forward. And that three, that they're able to make that decision as the parent. We're really, really committed to letting parents be parents, letting them kind of access that inner voice, that parent inside. There's so many voices today as we watch this change and it's paralyzing. And so what we want to do is just help pull out that very natural resource that resides inside that sometimes we lose when there's too many voices and just say like, you are the parent and you've got this, you can do this. And, you know, here's a great way forward. If you want to do it, the mom's on call way, great. Welcome to the family. But if you don't find something that resonates with you and you make the decision because this next generation of kids is not going to be raised by influencers, personalities, psychologists, media, they're going to be raised by parents. They're going to be raised by us. So how do we fortify the parents to make those really important decisions? And I think that's, you know, just where we overlap and, and really trying to be that voice in this wilderness of so many voices that just says, Hey, even if you didn't have all the whole internet and you couldn't research everything down to, you know, for five hours, you could still do this and you could still do it. Well, you have what it takes. Y'all. Wow. Yes. We could not share your hearts anymore. Just so grateful for you to say that. David, I am so enjoying this series on the podcast, and it feels like at this point, our really jam-packed fall season is well underway. And I am so grateful for Every Plate that makes meals easier without compromising on quality. Every Plate recipes include only the highest quality ingredients, so I know my meals are going to be fresh and taste great. And you know, it makes me feel like I'm a real chef, which I most certainly <laughs> am not. But every plate's yes. making me feel more confident in the kitchen. The other night, Connie and I had the loaded baked potato chowder. It was the perfect soup for fall. And we did one of the big batch favorites, which I have loved those slow cooker beef and black bean chili. It was perfect for a bigger group. And I had leftovers to bring to work the next day. Which you didn't bring to me for some reason, <laughs> but it sounds good. Sorry. They have so many great menu options for fall. Every plate provides plenty of delicious variety, so you'll never get stuck in a cooking rut. With 26 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, it's easy to find something flavorful and satisfying for every meal of the day. 
Plus, now you can add even more delicious options to your order with up to 22 convenient sides, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. And I love some snacks and desserts. (laughs) Not only is every plate delicious and easy, it's 25% cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees. So you get great value week after week. Plus, you only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. It is amazing. And if you are working hard to budget your food expenses this fall, you can get even more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49RBG. Go to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49RBG. David, you know we had another bunking party the other night. What did you all do? Well, we were building a blanket fort, and it was amazing to see Henry so sure of how to get the blankets to stay just right. He has become quite a little blanket pillow fort builder. Did you ever dream you'd build so many forts in your lifetime? No, I did not. Or I never dreamed about the snacks that would be hidden among them. (laughs) You're still finding those today? That is amazing. Boys need those wins to boost their confidence. Hands-on play and projects are so good for kids. Which is why we love KiwiCo. They put so much thought and intention into their crates because they know hands-on experiences build creative confidence and problem-solving skills for kids. I love that they have options for sensory play, games, geography, and even cooking. Every crate allows kids to explore and discover. What's the latest KiwiCo project you and the boys have done? Well, after me trying for a while to convince them to have rest time in the blanket fort, which did not really go over, we (laughs) shifted to making some really fun wind chimes. The boys love putting them together and then making music. The kit had some great music experiments to do even, so the boys could explore the science of sound. I even learned some things. That sounds amazing. I love that KiwiCo mixes fun with exploration and discovery so kids develop a lifelong love of learning. Such fun learning because there is no crate from KiwiCo's innovation factory that leaves without approval from their toughest critics, kids. Sounds like KiwiCo is Henry tested and Henry approved. (laughs) It sure is. Friends, you can redefine learning with Play 2 by exploring hands-on projects that build creative confidence with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com slash RBG. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com slash RBG. David, you need to tell them what else you share with them. We share in common having multiples. My oldest, oh my gosh. yes, my oldest is a girl. And yeah. then a year into her life, we got pregnant for the second time. Greatly, uh, we were so grateful. Walked into the ultrasound appointment, said to the technician, We want to be surprised again. We didn't know my daughter was a girl till the day she was born. So make a note in your chart, but don't tell us what it is. And I can still remember where I was standing in that room 22 years ago when the technician looked up and said, I see two heads. And I thought, <laughs> why are you smiling if the baby has two heads? Like that does not sound <laughs> right to me at all. We were that shocked. You all, we have no history of multiples. My wife had not gained extra weight. Her counts weren't different. And so I said at that point, okay, change of plans. We do need to know. We're so behind. I'm going to lay down in the bed next to her, and then you tell us what we're having. And so two boys. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's we all have two boys. That's so fun. Yeah, I can I can remember I was we were, Jennifer and I were both working in the office at the time and I ran over on my lunch hour to do a quick ultrasound, right? You know, and, and do my doctor's visit. And the technician had she her kids were patients of ours, so she's like, "Let's just do a quick ultrasound so we can tell Jim what it is for Father's Day." I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's great," you know, and uh, lay up there and I look to the right. And I could see both hearts oh. beating. And I thought, is she playing a joke? Because like, <laughs> ha, 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 this isn't really funny. 
but she turned as white as a ghost because I'd already had two ultrasounds done. Wow. And so I was almost 20 weeks when we found out it was no. identical twin boys. And so she was as white as a yes. ghost. And I was like, yeah, no. So I don't remember anything after that. Nothing <laughs> at <laughs> all, <laughs> you know. And uh, so it is, there is something just so sweet about it and exhausting <laughs> all at the same time, right? I still don't know how we made it through. No. <laughs> Our boys were recently looking at my daughter's baby book and they were like, good grief. She has three books between the age of birth and two. And we we're like, yeah, and you have one together because we were just trying to keep you alive and out of the ER. That's how it went. That's, you just did so good. They have one. That's pretty good. That, look, if I was there, I would so like right now. Yeah, you got some pictures of the twins? <laughs> So fun. I remember Christmas, like with Christmas with, with my oldest Grace, and we could just like hear the paper ripping, you know, we're just like holding our breath, watching him do it. I mean, fast forward to when the twins got there, abject chaos. Sure. It is so loud. And in our book, we have, we were also one of the few resources to come up with information about twins, practical information, like what can you, you know, say and do. And one of them is like, look, this is going to be a loud endeavor. There's just... Just set the expectation now and it's okay. They're going to learn how to be together. And the older child, like you and I both had, everybody's all worried. Now I'm going to be able to give that much attention to my older child. But whatever you're coming up with next, we have singleton, twins, triplets. It's the best thing that ever happened to your older child. And they get to see the beautiful thing that families do. And families work together to meet the needs of the youngest and weakest mm -hmm. member. And not only is it great for them, it makes them better. It brings them out of this egocentric toddlerhood into what a family unit does together. And we just tell them the truth. Hey, babies take more time. And it's okay. Mm. We're going to do this together. And when we set that expectation and we set that atmosphere, and Laura and I talk about this a whole lot about what kind of atmosphere that we're setting and how much power we have to do that in our household. Um, that it is a game changer. And oftentimes when we bring home a baby or much less two, as you know, like we feel like we're bringing home a disease. <laughs> like, oh no, this child can no longer be the center of our lives. Our older They're child. just gonna. But if we know. treat it like the best thing that ever happened, it's really great. They'll go through those normal stages. And even if they say, can we take them back? You're like, oh no, oh no, no, they're here to stay. And you know, as they have that adjustment and grace, Laura came up with this phrase, which I absolutely love called grace in the chaos. Mm. And, um, and we put on t-shirts, like we just loved it so much because we have to so be reminded. Um, so yeah, that voice of truth that we fill ourselves with can also just flow over our kids. And it's not Pollyanna. Don't get me wrong. Is there still chaos? Yes. Do they still not like it sometimes? Yes. Um, do you still feel pulled in a hundred directions? Like you can't meet every need of everyone at every moment and you're overwhelmed and you just want to cry. Yes. But there is the power of truth. If you will hear it and hide it in your heart, that can leak out, especially in the moments that are the hardest. Yes. Oh, y'all. Okay. So uh, there are so many things we could ask you. I feel like we could talk for eight hours with the two of you. <laughs> So we have been talking a lot in the last really year, probably, David, about how we feel like parents are in a different place than we've ever seen parents. And and in some really amazing ways that I think parents feel like they're being so much more intentional and aware. And we would also say parents are more anxious than we've ever seen parents in terms of therapy. And so you all are coming from a different perspective, but I would imagine seeing some of the same and more things. So what would y'all say? How do you feel like parents have changed over the years? Oh, my gosh. I think one of the great things, though, Laura, we've talked about um, is we've seen the type of millennial age dads mm. take such an incredible and active role. And they really they just they really get the short end of the stick often. But what we have seen is the most beautiful um, invitation for relationship and for sharing some of those responsibilities. And these dads like coming up to the plate and really part. investing. And so it used to be like moms were the only ones that looked up information. The dads were just like, yeah, we got it. And, um, and what we find now is they are, they're 
active. They're searching out. They're looking for, you know, very clear. One of the things they love about Moms on Call resources is we wrote it in outline format because we knew parents didn't have time for 365 pages. I didn't get a shower today. Could you shorten it? Just to the big points, that'd be great. And we do that all the way through the toddler book. The end of every chapter in the toddler book says, you know, here's the here's the highlights. And we have like the three points. So you can just peruse it really quickly. Um, but dads are really accessing information. They are being involved. And um, and it's really beautiful. That's been a really beautiful mm-hmm. thing to watch. I think that's been so, so great to see. And on the flip side of that, you know, Jennifer and I, when we were taking call, we still had a pager, right? You know, <laughs> on our hip and, and, you know, it was dial up internet. And, you know, I think the only social media thing that was out there was like MySpace or something <laughs> crazy, right? We and remember. I know we don't look that old, <laughs> but we are. We really and, are. and, you know, so now we have watched this whole shift of so much information. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fear. A lot of it is fear based. And, and so these parents are scared to death before they even get the baby, much less as they try to walk out that day to day and just. So, so I would have to say the information overload, mm-hmm. that information mm-hmm. overload and second guessing every decision that a parent makes as to whether or not is the, because if I'm going to make a decision, then it better be the perfect, most exact, awesome, or my kid is going to grow up and never talk to me again Mm -hmm. because I didn't get them the red sippy cup when they asked for it. Right. (laughs) You know, so it's that kind of pressure, that weight that these families are carrying for the perception of perfection. Mm. Oh, and until good. yeah, until that that perception of perfection. Yes. And it is a perception, yes. right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. it is there is no such thing. There is always things that I think, oh man, I really could have done that better and handled that situation better, right? And but nobody talks about that. I don't share that on my Instagram. You know, I don't share that I just threw a fit and chewed out my, you know, 33-year-old daughter. You know, it's no, we don't share those things. So it's that perception of perfection that I think these families are carrying because they want to reach they want to reach something that they can never attain. Mm And, and nor should yeah. they. Nor should they. Yes. Yeah. No child should be raised by the yes. perfect parent. Kids need an opportunity to be adaptable and resilient yes. and feel every part of the human experience, mm. every emotion. They have to know what to do with frustration and disappointment. And it's not our job to steal that from them. It's our job to help them manage it, to be that voice of truth and reassurance. And um, Laura, just exactly what you were saying. I'm going away. This is it. This is every time. Every time you're going to be in the room with this woman, you're going to come away with just some little bit like that of perception Mm -hmm. and perfection. And it's not, it's not real. But what is real? What is real? Well, along those lines, would you say that children have changed? And if so, how? Yes, they're bearing a lot of pressures that they haven't had to before. So we are defaulting to a one and a half year old, two year old, three year old mind, as opposed to taking a lot of that responsibility. Like, I know how many hours you should sleep at night. I know that you're not going to pick that. Um, we came up with, especially for toddlers, what we call the SMART paradigm, which is the primary motivators for each child, why they're different, what they're looking for, and why we're not going to homogenize all of them into this perfectly behaved robot rule. Oh, wait, that was an option? Wanna... <laughs> yeah, no, nope. some of them come that way, just so you know. You might have one. They're usually the first child, and sometimes they come that way. They're a rule follower. They get kind of off. But that's not, that's all of us. We're so diverse. We're so different. We want to bring out the differences. We want to celebrate the great parts of that. And we want to temper the challenging parts of that. And how do we do that? How do we communicate in a simple way? And it's called the SMART paradigm. So SMART stands for social movement and engineer rule following and touch. And so we try and give really simple ways for parents to meet the needs 
of their kids because their kids are different and give them an opportunity for things like responsibility for, you know, being able to feel some of those emotions for tantrums and potty training and, you know, all the things that are so frustrating. Um, So we give them tools for that. And I think that we see on one side, parents really appreciating some of the differences in their kids. And on the other side, just seeing what a burden it is for a child to have to make every decision at two years old. Look, I couldn't find it on the internet. That was so overwhelming. I'm not sure that I've got to read. How about you? What do you got? Which time you think you should come better? <laughs> you know, and sometimes we just do it to keep the peace, you know, of course. But um, just being able to provide a level of, of confidence and our confidence is contagious. Mm. And so, you know, it's okay if you don't like it, but you still have to do it. Giving these phrases so that we can help them to know what um, perspectives of life. We're not going to make life adjust to our kids, but we can make kids that adjust to us. We can, but they have to practice it. And it's not easy, mostly for us. They're so fine. fine. Here's the whole thing all the time. They're, you know, they'll have that tantrum. And it's like, <laughs> you bring out a popsicle and they're like, <laughs> right? You're like, oh, okay. So that it wasn't was me scarring you for life after it all. Right? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think that the, you know, we've watched that in some situations, we, we as parents are being told, that we have to put these expectations on our kids, like, you know, at 15 months old, well, you better have them potty trained because they, you know, if you don't, then they're going to go to college in diapers, you know, and you're just like, whoa, wait a second. And so that pressure kind of spills down onto the kids and the kids are having to live in this, you know, uptight, oh my gosh, per- perception of perfection, right? Right. Of of trying to walk those things out. So I would absolutely think that it's those pressures and the world telling us that our kids better be reading at a, you know, college level by the time they start kindergarten or you're already behind, right? And so, so it's unrealistic. And then we begin to do that. And that does spill out into the homes and that tension everybody's carrying it. Everybody is carrying it. And our goal is to be able to kind of lay that down. Let's lay down the tension. It's okay. We're going to have good days and we're going to have really, really bad days. Our goal is to have more good days than bad. It is still the goal in my house and my kids are growing. Yes. Still the goal for me. Well, there are so many things y'all do that you talk about that you equip parents with. And like I said before, the schedule was deeply helpful to me. And I would love for you to talk about that. I mean, what what made you all decide to do that? Which I guess really the question is, what's the importance of routine and schedule for kids? It was necessity. It was necessity. It was, okay, I've got to, you know, I've got to be able to map out this day so that I can have some flexibility, because without a routine, it's chaos. So a routine allowed us to have flexibility and predictability. Mm. Okay, okay, we I had five kids and I had one that played soccer and a new baby and two 18-month-olds that were going in different directions. And, a, you know, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. But having that routine allowed us to be able to have reset points in the day, right? And that was, you know, prior to even getting the book really out there. Um, But we wrote that folder according to the routines that we were using in our house, just because, hey, this is what we did. We didn't really realize the impact that it would have. And what we found, because understand, when we started Moms on Call, we did not make Moms on Call to be a sleep method or to be known as a sleep book. Um, That was not our goal. It's not what we set out to do. And what we found was the routines and the confidence that we were given these parents, sleep was actually a byproduct Mm. of those two things. And so, you know, yeah, it was absolutely out of necessity. Mm. Well, and you think about the kids too. So there's an advantage because we're built with this little 24 hour clock. 
And it goes off. If we do about the same thing at the same time each day, that's part of how our kids understand the world. They, because before they have language that's developed, we use the ways that babies and toddlers learn to help set in the very good routines of life that'll serve our household. Now, can you do it either way and have great kids? Yes, you can. But many of us want that structure and the way that it serves our kids. And I, I have yet to kind of meet one who didn't have this little inner clock. And when we just set that in a way that serves good rest, that serves the activities of daily living, then that just helps just for them to have the security and understanding that it also serves their little inner 24-hour clock. And so when the day starts at the same time every day, regardless of what kind of night you had the, the previous evening, and this is really practical for those of you with kids of any age, in those bad nights, we can't make up for lost sleep. So it's not like, oh, they'll get to sleep till 10 o'clock. Nope, it's just going to be a fussy day. And if we wake them up at the regular time every morning, then the next night and the longevity of what we put in place for them remains instead of the snowball. And look, I get it because I don't want to wake up early ever. <laughs> when I was pregnant, people say, oh, you have morning sickness. I'd be like, it always makes me sick to get up in the morning. Nothing has changed. I, would, I prayed for 10 o'clock Christmas for so long. I don't want 5.30 a.m. Christmas. And <laughs> this is coming for me. I'm not, I was not a you know super scheduled person, but yeah, when those twins came, for sure. Like you have this structure that helps you to enjoy mm. life and your kids. That structure also settles in and it just helps them have security and confidence. And, um, and so, yeah, take that little mm. nugget of morning time. Start it, even if you're like me and you don't want to get up at seven. If you don't have to, you have to, just for a season. And I promise you, 10 o'clock Christmas is coming. They're going to be teenagers. Indeed. Sissy, I think all parents dread talking to their kids about sex. <laughs> I've certainly never met one that was excited about it. <laughs> and at least they're afraid of what their kids will learn from our sex-saturated culture. Most parents just want to nurture healthy communication and safe conversations within their own family, but aren't sure how. Which is why we love and trust our dear friends, Mary Flo and Megan at Birds and Bees, who give parents a plan. Through their simple, time-tested, straightforward course, they empower parents to be the experts on this topic. Those women are something extraordinary. Yes. We love them. They really make talking about this awkward subject so much easier. Kids are supposed to be curious and ask questions. That's part of healthy child development. But when it comes to sex, parents don't know how to answer those questions. Birds and bees can help. I love how they always say, we teach you so you can teach them. Their simple online course will give you the tools and confidence you need to talk to your young kids about sex. Folks, we cannot encourage you enough. Take the Birds and Bees online course. Visit birds-bees.com and use discount code RBG20 to save 20%. Once you purchase, you will have unlimited access so you can watch as many times as you want. That's birds-bees.com, promo code RBG20 to save 20% or click the link in our show notes. With all the things parents have to think about these days, Sissy, most of them aren't thinking about protecting their family's financial future. I know. It's one of those things that you think, I'll take care of that someday because life is so busy for all of us. And I think it's also because money issues can be intimidating. That is for certain. But Fabric by Gerber Life provides an easy one-stop shop for your family's financial needs, offering high quality term life insurance policies, plus other financial solutions in one easy online hub. I love that Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in minutes. You could go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. And Fabric has more than just life insurance. You can create wills, access college savings, and manage your family's finances right from your phone on their easy digital platform. 
Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash RBG. That's meetfabric.com slash RBG. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash RBG. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. I'm so glad you all both referenced sleep because we wanted to talk about that. So many different perspectives on sleep. What are some ideas that you would offer around sleep to parents listening? So 100% these little these little nuggets, right, is creating, getting on that routine so that we can help that their bodies know that it's time for that long stretch of sleep. We're going to create those really good habits. I, I often say I really don't care for like sleep training. You know, everybody talks about what, what, what are you sleep training? You know, well, no, I'm creating really good habits because I don't have to train my kids to sleep. They know how to sleep. They were born knowing how to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put a few things in place. We're going to put the routine in place, right? According to their age. And we map out, we have a two to four week routine. Oh, yes, you do. Eight to 60. (laughs) We go all the way through four years of age, right? So So creating that, that consistency and that routine will help their bodies to know when that long stretch of sleep should happen. But then we look at the sleep environment, right? We want to make sure that they have a safe crib environment, plain, nothing in it, but the baby, that's it. If they're under 12 weeks of age, we're going to swaddle and not all swaddles are created the same. So we're going to swaddle and we're going to swaddle well under 12 weeks of age and we're going to use a sound machine. And I like, a, you know, one that is a high quality, more of a muted white noise. And, and y'all know what I'm, y'all have heard, I'm sure, different types. Some, some white noise sounds like fingernails on a chalkboard. And so you want a high quality white noise machine. And those things will allow us. And then the consistency, right? The consistency will allow us to get. But I would have to say the number one thing is consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. And we're going to have bumps in the road and we're going to have bad nights. And and then we just get right back on track. Mm -hmm. But sleep is so, so important for the entire household. I can't be a good mom if I'm not rested. And so really trying to walk this out with with families so that because it's for the household. It's not just the baby or just the toddler. It's for the household. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Well, in this season of our podcast, we're talking about ages and stages, and we're going to go from birth up through young adulthood, really. And so knowing that you all are addressing a lot of the early stages, a lot of the practical, crucial, formative things about this time, what would you each say is the best part and maybe the hardest part of that stage in a child's life? I would say you have so much control over what's happening when they are under your roof. But the beauty of those moments of watching every stage of development, and I liked this all the way through. I always looked forward when they formulated their own thoughts. That was just so fascinating to watch and to just be present for. Um, but, yeah, you know, because they're sweet. One of the sweetest things that Laura and I get to do when we go into a home for the babies is we'll go ahead and give them a bath and their bathtub. And then they come out. And you just smell so good. And they're just like tiny and you smell their little head. We all love those mm. moments. And I particularly adore toddlerhood because then you get to see free will coming out. You get to see some of that just great energy. Um, not everyone feels that way and you don't feel that way 24 seven, but it's really beautiful to watch how they're designed and to get a glimpse of that. Um, and then as it, you know, goes up because now Laura and I both have adult children and you really get to face life together which is just one of the most beautiful things a family can do. And I love that it's not always perfect. I love the ways the challenges formulated 
who my kids are. And I'll tell my kids all the time, like, hey, you're going to be who you are sometimes because of me and sometimes in spite Mm. of me. And you get to pick which (laughs) which is which. That's so good. (laughs) That is so true. I think for me, um, you know, the, the bad parts, right, is just the sheer exhaustion, I think. I think it is just that constant you hit the floor and you go, 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 go. And really not, I think the worst part, at least in, in, in my experience was I really didn't take that time for myself. There, there just wasn't, we didn't, there was no time. We were on call 90 hours a week, talking to three, four, 500 families a week, taking care of five, six, seven, eight kids. We were, you know, it was, oh my gosh, if I can just get to eight o'clock, I'm going to pass out. And, you know, and so I think it's just that exhaustion and that pressure that we, we would put on ourselves. But my favorite is the wonder right? Mm. It is the, oh my gosh, look at the, you know, caterpillar and look at the, it, it's just their faces when they are experiencing things for the first time that, oh, I would just go back to that at any moment because it is just such a sweet, sweet, sweet memory uh, and experience that we've had. And, and as our kids have gotten older and now we're in this season of adult kids it is really, really that time that you realize, oh, yeah, I remember when you were, you know, five, six, seven years old. And now I see those still some of those same attributes, right? We talked about the smart paradigm and I can look at each of my kids and know and still see some of those incredible things, the way God made them, mm. uh, really coming out in their adulthood. Some things I like and some things I don't like a whole lot, but <laughs> just say. <saying>. Yes. <laughs> yes. You as we continue thinking on those early years, what would the two of you say you believe children need most from their parents in that developmental space? Confidence and security. Mm. So we find that kids who have an idea know what to expect. And we say that because we're speaking, because we know our demographic. The people who reach out to us, they'll always say like, am I a bad parent? Because I'm like, did you reach, are you listening to podcasts to be a better parent? Are you reaching out and trying to find it? No, bad parents don't do these things. So we're all good. Um, So, you know, it's just that confidence, love that's already taken care of. Like we love them, of course, but to provide that security and the confidence, like you are the first voice of hope that your child is ever going to hear. And if nobody says it to you, how are you going to have a well that could overflow to your kids? So I think that's one of the things that we want. We want to be able to have a realistic way forward that feeds the confidence of a parent so that they can give to that child the simple truths, not the explanation of good behavior, just, hey, you're going to figure this out and you'll be great at it. And, you know, just that honest, yeah, I know that's really frustrating. Frustration's a part of life. You can be frustrated. You can't hijack the whole household because you're frustrated, but yeah, we're all going to feel that. And just kind of giving them that that voice and, and kids when they have that, to bounce in a front. They're going to misbehave in front of you the most if you make them feel secure. You're the one. You're bigger and smarter than them. Keep their life under control. You are a consistent, trustworthy teacher. And so, you know, that's if you're really providing security, be prepared. Mm. They're going to test it all out on you. Lucky you. And so we just want little nuggets to be able to prepare parents so that they can provide that. We actually teach in the toddler course the faces that go along with it. Like it's not natural to some of us. So, you know, just the eyebrows up and the chin down. Do you guys feel that? <laughs> so we teach just right. these little ways of those little CIA agents who are watching mm-hmm. our facial expressions and, you know, looking for all these cues. We teach you really simple ways to communicate confidence and to give them that security. I would probably add, like we said, the consistency. So you got the confidence and the security and they, we need to be consistent 
mm-hmm. uh, as much as we can, as much as reality is going to allow. And that's consistent in saying what we, you know, meaning what we say, right? So, you know, trying to continue to be that voice that is trustworthy. If we are constantly saying, oh my gosh, if you do that one more time, I'm gonna, and you know, it took a hundred times and nothing has happened, then our kids just don't get the trustworthy part of that. You know, we'll often say, I love you and I'll see you when the sun comes up. We want you to mean that. Come back in when the sun comes up. And that is going to be part of that trustworthiness that our kids know. Oh, she said, if I go and do X, Y, Z, she's going to do this, this, and this. And it's my mama. And she says what she means, right? When they're teenagers. So, you know, trying to be that add consistency and trustworthiness. Mean what you say and then follow through. Do what you said you're going to do. Um, because I think that helps continue to build on that relationship for years to come. And earlier, I think, Laura, you mentioned that perfection. So what is one thing that they don't need? And what they don't need is perfection. But what they do need is you. There is something intrinsically inside of you. And you've looked all over the internet so you can see what everybody else is doing and you compare that baby, that toddler, they have one and it's you. They are not comparing you to the mom across the street or the mom that's posting on Facebook whose hair looks perfect all the time. They're not comparing that. What they want is you. Put your eyes on your kids more and online less and let them get what is intrinsically important for their growth and development. And that every parent listening, that is you. And you come as you are. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be you. Y'all are so fun to talk to. And I feel like even reading your stuff, it just comes to life hearing your voices and seeing your faces because you just, you speak such truth with such grace. So, um, okay. So if you could kind of just narrow things down to three messages you would most want parents to hear right now, what would you all say those are? That your kids are strong adaptable and resilient. Mm. And so are you. Mm. Love that. Yes. So good y'all. Yeah. Well, we're going to end with where we started our conversation with the two of you when we were off air, we're going to come back to something food related. We love to end with something fun and food related. And we want to ask you a two part question. Part one is queso or guac. Part two is what's your favorite taco? See, okay. So I would have said queso, um, but recently I had fresh guac with all the little sides that they bring separately. Wow. So I'm a changed woman. (laughs) Um, I really am. It's recent. So it's fresh to me. I love that. And favorite kind of taco? Soft beef. Mm. Good choice. That is good. Oh, mine is absolutely wok. Give me some fresh wok on toast with a sunny side egg, and I am in. So I will eat it all the time, every day. Don't get me wrong. I love queso, too. So if I have a choice, I'm probably going to do both. Um, (laughs) So, uh, But I absolutely love it. And then my favorite taco is a a good mahi-mahi. Taco mm. that's blackened with yeah. all the cilantro and slaw and I hope I we get it. to share tacos with the two of you in person at some point. Let's do it. Let's Older. do it. Love love it. Yes. Well, I texted my sister since we've been talking and I said, What would you want to say to moms on call? Because as y'all were talking about the app and the website and all these different things, I thought, I I feel like with my sister and her friends, you created a language for how to get through infancy and toddlerhood together. I mean, you all just set the tone for things for their whole group of friends, which is just a teeny sample of what's going on in our world. And, and, you know, until she texted me, I hadn't really even thought about this, but she had, I don't have any children of my own and she had, our mom's first grandchild then when I guess it was four months before we found out our mom was dying. 
And so mom, they lived together and mom was with him till just after his first birthday. And, and what she said was, I had no idea what I was doing without mom around or able to be helpful at that point. They taught me how to do everything from bathing to bathroom, every single thing in his life. And Kathleen doesn't love to read. And she said, and as a non-reader, I could manage their book. And, Mm. and you all, I mean, from a big sister standpoint, I cannot thank you enough that you, you really did. You stepped in and you were my sister's mom in a lot of ways of showing her what it looks like to raise these kids, not only from a practical standpoint, and it is everything from cutting their nails to, I mean, every single thing they need. But, but like you said, all of it, you're instilling these deeper, richer foundational values and truths of who they're going to become. I mean, I just... I cannot thank you enough for a generation of kids that you're generations of kids that you're raising that are the parents and the kids too. So you all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you love today's episode? If so, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Send a quick text or email with the link to the show. Join us next time for another episode where we'll bring you help and hope on your journey of raising boys and girls. 